another short and tasty podcast live from Milwaukee Irish Fest. This one includes your best advice on Irish food. Welcome to another edition of the Traveling in Ireland podcast. There's a little background noise because I am live from the Milwaukee Irish Fest. Today I am chatting with Borg Og Gallagher, who owns Gallagher's Boxy House yep, in, in Temple the Bar. Temple Bar. Exactly. And you have rather a distinguished title this year, uh, bestowed upon you by Falcha Ireland. I'm actually about five years of holding that title. Are you really? Yeah, I'm one of the food champions uh, for Fudge Ireland. Uh, there are about 26 of us in total from all over the country. There are six of us based in Dublin and everyone from the Wild Atlantic Way right down through the uh, ancient Irish East. And of course, we're a breath of fresh air in Dublin. Of course, and that's kind of a new thing that Dublin started doing in the last few years was a breath of fresh air. But you also are the Irish food ambassador Yes, I'm, I'm one of, I'm, as I said, I'm one, oh, one, of, one of 26 of them. Uh, and, you know, we, I, th- I don't know if you caught the show earlier, but I was trying to explain about food in Ireland and how important it is, and food in tourism in Ireland. Not specifically food tourism, but food in tourism, and how important that is for us as a nation. Uh, we have always had the best produce in Ireland. We've now come to a stage with our culinary skills with our young cohort of new chefs coming out there finishing off the great produce we have always had and it's not just going out raw export we're finishing it we've got beautiful restaurants beautiful food and you know the people are the people the people are fabulous in ireland but the food has really had kind of a renaissance in the last couple of years um ireland had kind of a you know, bad reputation for food for quite a few years. And then you really, you took what seemed, Ireland's always been, always done the, you know, farm to table. I mean, that's just the way of life in Ireland. It's nothing new. But when that became kind of a foodie keyword, Ireland really took that and ran with it. And, And it's become a destination. Well, I, I, I also think that we were probably hip many years before the fork to table, uh, you know, from the farm to, to table actually became a, 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 the word or what we were doing because, you know, naturally we were doing it all along. But we lost it a little bit, I'd say, in the 70s and 80s. And I, and I also think that in, in general, the British Isles, uh, Ireland and England and Scotland, Wales got a bad rap for a lot of the food. Yes, some of it was badly prepared, but 19th, 18th, sorry, 20th century food in Ireland, we had some of the best restaurants in the early 1900s in Dublin. Really, really Jamais was renowned throughout the world for French cuisine. It's, you know, so we've always had very, very good food, but we've never shouted about it. We're not, we don't boast. So today, I think we get out and learn a little bit. We've got to market ourselves a little bit better. We've got to shout from the rooftops that we are here. We've always been here, but we're here now. And listen. <laughs> and, you know, Dublin is an amazing place to go for food. You can get anything in Dublin 
from you know your traditional, which obviously you've taken the box to new heights. <laughs> and I mean, but you can go anything from traditional to uber fancy, and then yeah. nationalities. You know, basically any nationality you're you're desiring. You know exactly, and it's and it's very hip to have Thai. It's very hip to have you know your your whatever's it. The, the next fad coming out there, but you have the mainstays. Chapter one, you have fantastic French cuisine. The two-star gibos, uh, Le Cravant. Uh, they're they're just there's but eight, maybe nine in the West. You've got Anir, JP McMahon, who's doing fantastic things for food. In fact, he's he's brought top chefs from around the world to the west coast of Ireland to show them the Atlantic, the wild Atlantic way. And you know, there's lots of people all over the country doing fantastic things for our food. So. What do you think is really, there are, I mean, again, there's anything you want in Ireland, but obviously when people are visiting Ireland, they want a really great taste of Irish cuisine. You know, they can, they can probably get French food at home and Thai food at home, but when you're in Ireland, you want that great taste of Irish cuisine. So what would you say are those mainstays of Irish cuisine that people really should try while they're in Ireland? Well, I'm gonna kind of, correct you a little bit there okay. because I'm a firm believer in the produce. Okay. So the produce is Ireland. It do, I'm French culinary trained. So it doesn't make a difference what you're training or how you bring it out. The only thing I would say is don't kill it. So if you, <laughs> it's already killed once. Right, right. Don't kill it with too much extra flavors or confuse the issue. Mm -hmm. you know, so you've got a great produce like our grass-fed beef. All our beef is grass-fed. Mm -hmm. Our lamb. You know, fish from our waters. Keep it simple. Get it on a plate. I do something different because I'm passionate about the potato. And, and that's why I, I, you know, I grew up on Boxty and I tried to, 30 years ago in Ireland, you said you were opening an Irish restaurant. When I said I was opening an Irish restaurant, people said, oh, and what are you going to serve? <laughs> you know, so being brought up in Boxty, you just dissect an old recipe, reinvent it, bring it from 17th, 18th century into the 21st. And that's what I tried to do with our food in the Boxty But I have to say it again, if the food, if the base product is good, it's like the French, the farm, the base. That's what starts everything. Your base is what it starts. And with us in Ireland, it's our produce. Now, you said that you are passionate about the potato. A little bit. And for people who don't know what boxty is, can you kind of, you know, give the definition of, of a boxty? Boxty on the griddle, boxty in the pan. You can't make box tea, you'll never get a man. It's a good thing my husband didn't know that before we got together. <laughs> well, that's for the woman in the house. <laughs> so, no, I think the definition of, um, again, sorry, the potato, repeat the question. What, for people who may not understand or know what box, box tea is. is. Box tea is potato bread from the northwest of our country. It's peculiar to Leitrim, where I'm from. Fermanagh, Cavan, North Longford, Summerscommon, Mayo, a little bit of Sligo, maybe all that little pocket up there in the northwest of, of the country. And it's made with grated raw potato, fruit mashed potato, and flour, and variations of that. Because you'll get some boxy where there's no flour, no cooked mash in it, and it's raw potato. Uh, you'll have some that have just raw potato and flour. You'll have some that's sort of every, you know, for it's every house and every parish have a different recipe, and that's the beauty about it. But the difference with potato breads and boxy is that we use grated raw potato into it, you extract the moisture out of it, 
add that pulp back into your other mixtures and make a pancake out of it or make a boiled boxy dumpling out of it or make a boxy loaf out of it. And, you know, the potato is, I mean, it's kind of the Irish food we all know from our great hunger reading and even, you know, the little bit, if people don't know a lot, the potato was the mainstay for Irish people for years and years and years when everything else was being exported out of Ireland. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And a lot of people don't realize maybe that Ireland had a ton of food. Um, it was just going out of the country. Yes, um, Ireland controlled the corned beef market for over a hundred years. The colonies built on Irish corned beef. So we had a, a very good... Uh, the potato, it's a, it's a funny thing because the, the, the population of the country in 1600 was about 1 million. That grew to about 3 million, 1700 to 8.5 million by 1841. Of that 8.5 million people, 3 million survived solely on potatoes. And they had 14 to 15 pounds, about 5 kilos of potatoes a day, a little bit of buttermilk, and they were one of the healthiest races in, in the world. Ireland was one of the most densely populations in, in the world. But to have monocrop culture, and having people forced, I don't know whether you say forced or not forced, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of history out there, there's a lot of stuff out there to say what happened, but it was badly managed. You're talking about a cottier, you're talking about a peasant, people surviving on potatoes alone, and then a potato bite hits all our other grains, the corn laws had a lot to play with our, our starvation, our death, our destruction, our immigration, our building this great nation over here. You know, so three million of our people, one million died, starved to death. Another million emigrated. Our population fell to under four million by the 1950s, 1960s. And it didn't grow again until the Celtic Tiger arrived. And the Celtic Tiger was that nice boom started in the, what, the mid-80s, right? And no, I wouldn't say the mid-80s. I'd say about the late 90s. Okay. Yeah, late 90s. It survived. It was about 10 years, maybe, of it. Slow growth, but it was, it, was, it was built on the wrong thing. But, you know... The recession hit 07, 08. We're back out of the recession today and we're back in growth and we've got some of the highest growth in Europe again. And Irish tourism has followed that boom. Irish tourism just gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And, you know, everything just seems to expand from that and back to food. I mean, the keeping up with the demand. You have more restaurants opening, you have more attention I think to the the quality of the food. Exactly. Because when a tourist comes to our country there's one thing they have to do. Two things really. One is sleep and the other is eat. And it's so important that we have that to make people come back and we did fall back on the food for a long time. But you know John Mulcahy in Fortune Ireland I think was one of the instigators of the whole food champion program and it was to get get people like myself who were on the ground in the know and trying to build it from the ground up. And you know, I have five fellow food champions in Dublin today, young people that are out there that are fighting a great cause and shouting it from the rooftops. And you know, you know we're, we're, we're a little bit slow, I think, sometimes <laughs> in doing things because we're a proud nation and we don't like to boast about things. But if you don't market yourself and don't boast and don't shout about it, nobody will know. So we have it there. We're very, very proud and we're doing it well and we're doing it right. So I'm going to go back to a question that I asked a little bit ago, and then you told me that I was wrong, but that's good. Um, but when you think of Irish food, there are obviously some things that come to mind. So what are those quintessential Irish food?
foods that that you think people should try. So you know, you, you as in Irish cuisine, as in Irish recipes, as in Irish. So like, obviously, black pudding is something that people yes. associate very greatly with Ireland. That you know, that changes by the butcher. Yes. But what other what other foods that maybe people think of when they're in Ireland, and and you think are really worth taking the time to try, be them regional foods or? Well, I would think in Dublin, Dublin cottage, which is a pork stew. But some of our pork in Ireland is, is fantastic. And, you know, Ireland wouldn't have been, uh, as I said earlier on about the corned beef, we didn't eat the corned beef in Ireland, there was mainly pig, mm -hmm. you know. So you got some really good pig dishes. Our Irish stew is, 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 is good, it's a staple. It's a lot of comfort food. But I'm going back again and saying, <laughs> I got it. Because if you've got a good steak, right. you've got a really good steak, you slap it in the pan, turn it over and serve it up. What more do you want? If that's raised and that's been farmed properly by a farmer that, you know, that the husbandry is there, the animal's been looked after, raised with pride and slaughtered with pride, you know, and put on a table for you. And that comes out and you, it cuts like butter. What more do you want? So, so. I don't care if you could, because I go to an Indian <laughs> restaurant in, 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 in Dublin. Uh, some guy, he's a really good Indian, he's a pickle restaurant in Dublin. And he has he buys always local food, local stuff, and he uses his recipes from India to create fantastic, what I would call, it's Indian Irish food. Okay. It's a flavor on the food. So okay. you don't have to be boring, we don't have to be, like I do what I do, but I don't put down what other people do, and I never will, because once they're buying local and using a good product, and a good, looking out for it. So everybody, product. straight, straight from an Irish food champion, eat whatever you like, it's all coming from Ireland, and it's all Irish food no matter the nationality that, exactly, that tags itself there. Exactly, and that's important to make sure you ask where is it from. <laughs> So the buying local is definitely 100%. important. That's so important for us. We gotta look after our farmers. You know, I reiterate that all the time. We don't look after farmers. Without farmers, we won't have food. Without food, we're dead. You know, Straight we can't live on processed. <laughs> we can't live on processed food. Right. You cannot live on that. You wanna stay healthy? You buy a big car. You go off and buy yourself a, a nice Cadillac. Are you gonna put bad petrol in it? bad gas in it? No. So why do we respect little machines more than we respect our own bodies? Very and respect true. our farmers. Very true. So I want to ask you about the potato because okay. I know that for me to make boxty in the United States is so difficult because in the U.S. it's like we have two main kinds of potatoes. We have the russet and we have the Yukon Gold, neither of which makes a good boxty. Yeah, they do. I've not been able to do it. What am I missing? I'm the russet. You want the russet? A, a high dry matter potato. Okay. You want a dry floury potato. I made some on Thursday with the Yukon Gold, and I think I might have heard me earlier telling you, don't. It's too wet. Okay. It's too waxy. It's just you're, you're drying it out too hard. It's too hard to work it with it, and it gets, gets stodgy. So a nice russet, okay. you know, or a good baker, a good high dry matter potato, okay. that should be good for you. And, and like you said, it, you know, it can be raw grated potato, you can add mash into yeah. it, you add some milk to give it some movement. That's for the pancake. For the pancake. For the dumplings. You know what I put into mine sometimes? Black pudding. 
Yum. I take them, I make them with bacon and cabbage. Sometimes. Okay. You know, so you just you're reinventing things. You're making a little little dumpling out of something that was very very different. But if you make a dumpling, it's 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 a great conductor of a good sauce. So you get a good sauce. You make your boxy dumpling or your pancake, and just it's just it's it's a, a complex carbohydrate that delivers a hell of a lot more than sugar. Yes. It's not your not your regular pasta or rice. Nothing against pasta and rice. I love pasta and rice, but everything in its place. Excellent. So I'm going to yield a bit and take you out of Dublin. Um, where would you say are three places that people should visit for really great food in Ireland outside of Dublin? Driving is the best way to discover everything Ireland has to offer, and I'm thrilled to partner with Irish Car Rentals for our fall travel this year. To get your own unbeatable quote on car rental in Ireland, visit irishcarrentals.com and use code IFV, that's IFV for Ireland Family Vacations, when you check out. Thanks so much for listening, and here come those recommendations. A few friends have actually closed their restaurants recently, and I would have recommended them, but financial hardships and chefs and rents and rates and everything rising has been proven again difficult. One of the things that our government did a few years ago was introduce a 9% fat rate on food in, 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 in restaurants, and that was a life saver for, for, for all of us. So you're going to go west, I would go to Adair. I go to uh, Wade's restaurant in Adair. I think it's 1826. It's called Top Class Chef. That's in one of the little thatched cottages, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's thatched or not. I can't remember. It was dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go maybe to Galway. JP, if you want a Michelin star, JP McMahon and Air, and he does everything from the West, and he is he wow. is a true purveyor of farming of local farmers of he is just he, he does really good and I'm, I don't know why I'm saying I go either Ox in Belfast which is really good or I could go to um, you know what there's a woman here at this show's weekend from Harvey's Point in Donegal mm -hmm. she has a fantastic hotel and great food and great restaurants as well so I'm running out of places and you know what if the people, the people here in Ireland say why don't you tell us about me <laughs> you can't mention everyone, but it's you a can. few. You can. It's a few. And Ireland has great food, great restaurants. I mean, you can even pop into some of the little pubs, and yeah. you know, the chicken came from down the road, and the cheese came from you know a couple of kilometers and, away, and the fish right out of the back. And that's what they're learning, and that's so important. And that's been a mission for the past five, six years, of to try and get the local public and understanding what a tourist or what your even local person wants. I keep saying, if you buy local. It comes back in your pocket because you're employing somebody to sell that to you who's going to take their wage and spend it maybe in your restaurant or your bar. So keep the little circle going, keep it tight. That's excellent advice and I love the advice about eat whatever you want. It's all going to be Irish when you're in Ireland. <laughs> I love that because I know I have people who are like, oh, well, I don't want to have Chinese in Ireland or I don't want to have Thai food. And and I like the way you kind of took it back to, it's all Irish, it's just as a different flavor. I think that's brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. So, next time y'all are in Dublin, Temple Bar District, 
and the Boxty House. Go ahead and say, hey, I heard uh, Porg on the podcast. I don't know. They, they may nod at you and go whatever, but, you know, maybe. We look after you. Maybe, yeah, maybe they'll uh, we give charge you a you double. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your no, time here in Milwaukee. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful state, beautiful people. I'm absolutely enjoying this. It's fun. It's fun. Thank you.